Mama Needs More, episode number 23. Welcome to Mama Needs More, the podcast dedicated to helping you get more from life outside of motherhood. Because let's face it, you're a human too. I'm your host, Kylie Van Gelder, a mom of two wild little miracles and a certified life coach with a master's in psychology. On a bi-weekly basis, I'll bring you a no BS episode full of tips and tricks on how you can boost your confidence and do more of the things you love. It's all about what you need. So come on, let's get started. Hello, and thanks for being here today. If you listened to the opening of the show, you may have noticed something different. Rather than saying a weekly show, it's now going to be a bi-weekly show. As things pick up in my business, I still want to be able to offer quality shows filled with supportive strategies, and a bi-weekly show allows me to do just that. If I ever decide to drastically grow the show, maybe I can hire some people to research topics, edit, and do the pre-publishing stuff. But for now, these activities are mine. I do still enjoy doing them. I do very much still enjoy showing up for the show. And that's why I want to keep it going. And bi-weekly simply works better for me. I am also working on having a few guests on the show in the coming weeks. I'll do my solo shows and some mini-sodes like this one today. But I also want all of us to benefit from other topics and expert opinions. I hope you enjoy what's ahead and you continue to listen on a bi-weekly basis. I would appreciate that. And with this change, I was reminded of the juggling act that is motherhood, (laughs) my own life and my career. Maintaining a healthy balance of these three, often called the work-life balance, can be challenging for mothers given the responsibilities that we have at work and within our own family and for ourselves. I find for moms, it should be like work, life, motherhood balance. (laughs) And there are days when I fail to find the perfect flow of these three. And there are days when I nail it. And I'd like to know what magical thing happened for me to nail it. But it's more of a practice in my house. And I find the words work-life integration easier to take on than a balance. A balance feels like I have to do something and move around and keep everything steady, especially since I do so much of my work from home. And you likely do too and have actually ever since good old COVID consumed our lives. And what ends up happening, I find, is we end up doing household chores. We squeeze them into our working time when we're working from home. And then we no longer have that nice separation between them. It becomes more of the juggling act. Oh, just toss in a load of laundry, right? I do it too. And so I know exactly what it feels like to work from home and want to do the laundry. But what happens is, especially if you already do most of the household work, is that you end up having no separation between motherhood and other parts of your life. And while I still prefer the word integration over balance or balancing act, I like to call it, it feels much nicer when you can make a clear distinction between what you do. The same goes for those times when you sit behind your office desk planning your child's birthday party. When else? (laughs) And it's nice if you can get those things done at work sometimes so you have more time for other things after work. If those other things are for you, your health, your development, and overall self-care, then I say go for it. But if it's you constantly juggling all roles at once or ignoring your needs to focus only on work and being a mom, well then there may be a few things in this show that'll help manage those demands 
and gain back some much needed you time so that you start to feel like you actually have a balance or that there is a nice integration and flow in the way that you do things. So here are some simple strategies. Actually, I want to say they're simple yet effective strategies. There are eight in total. Number one, set your boundaries. I know some of you are laughing and saying, wait, you said simple strategies. (laughs) I know setting your boundaries can feel challenging, but if you stick to them, people will learn and you'll gain so much more time. We both know you need and want it. I'm sure you want to be able to set your boundaries. So establish clear boundaries between work and personal time. If you need to plan a party for your child during work hours, then set a timer for 15 minutes. Plan some things, then stop. It's the constant back and forth of employee, mother, employee, mother, employee, mother that drains you and leaves you feeling exhausted at the end of the day. The same thing goes for when you're at home. Define specific work hours and avoid work-related activities during designated family time. Carve out specific you time moments as well. Listen to episode eight on self-care for busy moms. And that actually brings me to number two. Number two and three tie in well with setting your boundaries. So number two, as I just mentioned, is self-care. This is really important. You are a priority too. Actually, being that we as moms do so much, we should be at the top of our own list. But sadly, we rarely make it above the household pet. And when you recharge your battery, you feel much better and are much more engaged with your family. Schedule those short or long breaks in. I'll leave a link to episode eight in the show notes. I have 10 self-care tips, all under five minutes or less. Take advantage of the list. Set a timer for your family, for example, so they learn not to disturb you during your five minutes. Schedule it in at the same time every day so everyone learns quickly that that is the new routine. Number three, what I mentioned ties in well with setting boundaries. Learn to say no. The word no is a full sentence. You don't have to explain why. When you give a reason, this is more for you to feel better and not guilty than for the other person. As women, we've been raised to worry about how other people feel about other people's needs. And saying no is a great way to protect your time. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Maybe does not exist when it comes to protecting your time. Be realistic about what you can handle without pushing yourself or feeling like you have to. As moms, we have enough of the have-tos in our lives. Don't add more to your juggling act. Politely decline with a no to extra work or commitments that may strain your overall schedule. Number four, see if you can find flexibility in your work arrangements. If you're not working from home, you might want to discuss this option with your employer or even the option for flexible working hours. I have flexible working hours. Okay, I'm my own boss, so I more or less decide. But still, I start my day at 9.30. I know it sounds like a luxury, but I stop when my kids get home and work again for two hours in the evening, two to three days a week. So if you are up for that, then that is something you may want to check with your boss on. It breaks up the day a bit, but then we don't have to send our kids to daycare. They can come home. Plus, when my husband is home and I'm working in the evenings, he cleans up the kitchen after dinner. Bonus! (laughs) It's these type of arrangements you may also have to make at home with your partner. If you're a single mom, you already know that things work differently. 
Some employers support single moms in working from home starting at 6 a.m., so 6 to 8 a.m., and then again from 9 to 3. So they can be there for their kids in the morning when before their kids go off to school, and then they are also there for them at the end of the day, finishing at 3. Yes, this does exist in other countries as well, not just in, in the Netherlands. Number five, if you have a partner, share the household chores. I can hear a few of my clients saying, yeah, right, I do the household chores. The house belongs to the two of you. Daily tasks have to happen more often than yard work, and you likely do all the clothes shopping, party planning, seasonal gift buying anyway, and all the other little in-between things that happen on a regular basis, which amount to weekly yard work or more. My husband always says it's our house and they are our kids meaning it's for the two of us to take care of, and they are for the two of us to take care of. Even delegation of tasks is important and simply fair. You should not be expected to take it all on, work full-time, and be an individual. If you're a single parent, see if you can borrow weekly support from a family member so you can get some time for yourself consistently. Get your kids involved as well. If they're four or older, they can start taking on small tasks now and then. Plus, it helps them feel independent when you ask them for help and ask them to do things like hand the dishes to you from the dishwasher or help fold some of their laundry. At that age, at like four years old, kids love doing that stuff. I think once you hit the teenage years, you're kind of out of luck, but that's a whole other ballgame. Number six, when you spend time with your kids, focus on the quality of time over the quantity of time. Kids notice when you're not fully engaged. So instead of rushing around feeling like you have to spend an hour with them in between doing 101 other tasks, take 15 minutes. Put your phone in another room and be present with your kids. Use this time to practice being mindful. When your mind naturally wanders, and it will, that's what our mind does, take a deep breath in and connect to your child in some way. Teens will often require a different form of connection than toddlers, of course. A toddler you can just grab and hug but you know what works best for your kids. A solid 15 minutes of your presence, of your undivided attention, can have such a positive impact on your child and on your day, on you. You really feel like, oh, I got to sit for this 15 minutes and just enjoy my kid, even if you say nothing at all and you just watch them. If they're young enough and they're drawing or something, they love that stuff. Your teen, I don't know, they might freak out at you for staring at them, but maybe see if you can do something with them. Number seven is about creating a routine to transition between home and work. One of my former clients really needed this. She's the type that needs to decompress a bit before swapping to motherhood. And at the end of her workday, she either takes five minutes for herself in her car to meditate, or she does it as soon as she gets home. It's usually weather dependent. At first, when she would do it getting home, there was pushback. But after about a week, The kids got their hugs and mom could be left for five minutes to decompress. You may find that it also helps to reverse after the busy morning school rush. It might help for you to switch to your employee role and let go of the frustration or rushiness. I know in this house, definitely the rushiness and sometimes frustration to get everyone out the door on time. And you might be still carrying this from getting the kids to school on time. Even a short five-minute walk can help in, for both situations, coming home from work and going to work 
can help if you are not a meditator, but just to take that time in between to just decompress and transition from one role to the next instead of feeling like you have to rush from one to the next and you're still kind of in that fuzzy zone of being between the two worlds. Our brain is not designed to swap willy-nilly back and forth from one task to the next. And number eight, ask for help. Yes, we are super women. We're mothers. But we shouldn't have to be. Ask for help. This might be the superpower you need to use and often. Do a kid swap with a friend, you on one week, them the other week. Ask grandma and grandpa for help one day a month or one day a week. See if you can find that consistent routine where you can just let go for a little bit. And once you have that consistency, you start to depend on it and it starts to become like, oh, this is my time. This is my chance to to get in a little bit of me time. And you can let the other roles go. And that I find is where that work-life balance comes in. It's about being able to let one role go while you step into another role. And that transition in between, like I talked about with number seven, is so, so important to be able to do that as well. So if there is a strategy that you're going to pick up, number one, setting your boundaries, and number seven, about having that transition to decompress. I think those are two really important ones. But of course, that also includes self-care. It also includes asking for help. That also includes saying no. So everything on the list is important. But pick the ones that you feel will work best for you. Try them out and just see. These are just some of the things that you can do to create that balance or integration from one to the next in your life. It's important to regularly assess what is working for you and make adjustments as needed. Don't try and force something. Give it time because there will be times when it works and times when it doesn't. But if you can be flexible, hello motherhood, (laughs) and remember that achieving a perfect balance may not always be possible, you'll make your life a little easier. You deserve to have a break, find a balance, and not feel so overwhelmed all the time. Test out a few strategies. Let me know how they work for you. Give it and yourself time to adjust as well. Anything new, our brain needs time to adjust, and we need to get into that new routine. It's important to prioritize and make choices that align with how you want to live your life. If you or someone you know wants to talk about finding a work-life balance or work-life integration, please reach out to me on Instagram at Kylie Van Gelder or visit my website, KylieVanGelder.com. Remember to share this show with other mamas who are in need of more. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.